Welcome to the Bad Movie Fiend Spoilcast. Fucking Robot Jock, uh, Pacific Rim. Opening weekend, we're in. All right, and welcome to the Bamfcast Spoilcast. Yay, Spoilcast! Pacific Rim Edition. Wait, what? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Pacific Rim Edition. Oh! Oh, okay. I thought it was robot. So, if you've never joined us for one of these Spoilcasts, which we haven't done for a very long time, what we're going to do is we're talk a couple minutes about the overall general feel of the movie, our feelings, without being mm-hmm. spoilery, and then we will give definite tags of it's time to get out unless you've seen this or you don't care. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what we're going to do. One movie. That's all we're talking we're about. Yeah. <laughs> I got one spoiler already. Go yep. see this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do we... How do you, How do we express how much we like this movie? With uh, words. Five jocks. Jocks. Yes. Yeah. I mean... Five rims. Yeah. What? <laughs> five, five rim jocks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no well, why, wait, why would they bother putting a rim on like the spare tire? How, how else would you have five rims? Because it it's ready to go. Oh, Just, sure. If your rim goes... You yeah. can throw it on there. Sure. I don't know. Robots. Yeah, robots. Man. And monsters. Yeah. Mass yeah. hysteria. <laughs> yeah, we liked it a lot. Yeah. So good. Um, BJ didn't get to join us for the official showing that we went to, but he still saw it. Yes. He still I, loved it. Yeah. I I was so, like, everything I heard was, I needed to just fucking see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to go Friday, so uh, sitting around Saturday, I was like, I have time to go see a movie today time, okay, I gotta go. time well spent yes yeah. yes it was best two hours and 11 minutes of my life anyone with two hours and 11 minutes should be making that decision yes mm-hmm. really yeah but it came in third place so <laughs> not enough smart people did the smart thing still made some money yeah yeah and internationally it made some money it's, gonna, it's gonna be all right it's gonna be oh, okay you guys <laughs> i hope so it gets yeah. better it gets better yeah um, I think, I think people having seen this movie is going to do well for it, mm-hmm. and it's going to do really well next week. Well, because it's one of those movies. I mean, it's such a high-concept movie. I mean, it's not in in practice. I mean, it's like, okay, it's giant robots and giant monsters fighting, but a lot of people would go, well, that could be awful, you know, because I mean, mm-hmm. they've probably seen Wild Wild West, and they've seen things like this where it was kind of high concept and this could be awful. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are probably like, I'm going to wait till I hear some people talk about this before I go do that yeah people unfamiliar with the director right would just be like that potentially is or, a sci-fi movie or well, they're just like oh it might be real steel where it's not bad but it's, it's not, nothing special yeah and they're honestly like, they're just there hasn't been a godzilla type movie since like cloverfield and that was six years ago yeah. and there really wasn't anything between then and the emmerich mm. godzilla in name only mm. And that was like 98. So, I mean, it's like Godzilla has not exactly, it's like a thing that's, people know what Godzilla is, mm-hmm. but I don't think there are many people that have seen a Godzilla movie in a very long time. No. And I think that, that's one thing that would hurt it, obviously, is not having a giant monster movie in ages and ages. Yeah. Because, and I'm finding that even people who know about movies and are sort of culturally plugged in 
have no idea what this movie is. Like, I was talking to someone who was like, oh, is that that Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie? I'm like, no. no. I'm like, how do you, how does that happen? How did, how did that opinion get out people, there? Uh, okay, people want to feel above their entertainment. Yeah. You know? I, I, I hate to say it, but people just like... And a concept like this, we're people that enjoy goofy-ass movies yeah. and crazy stuff. And a lot of people just can't... You know, they may enjoy it, but they don't want to admit it. It's like someone who who wouldn't who watches wrestling but would never tell people they watch wrestling. It's the same sort of shit. Maybe. I don't know. I just I just think I think people like to feel above it. Uh, and uh, this is easily a concept that it's easy for mom and pop to feel above seeing giant robots fighting giant monsters. I don't know. I just think if you like Independence Day mixed with Top Gun, those are two popular things. Mm-hmm. That's this thing. Oh, I but mean, people have turned on like things like Top Gun before. Oh, I know. I mean, people are like, "Oh, this is stupid." Especially like the more time has gone on. I mean, when to- when Top Gun was new, it was like, "Fuck yeah, Top Gun." I mean, it's still "fuck yeah, Top Gun." I know it's still. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, but people have come to like, "Oh, that's just that's about the dumbest movie ever made." Yeah. This this isn't Oscar bait movie. This is it's the summer. Shit needs yeah, to blow it's, up. It's and, fucking blockbuster. Yeah. Type. But I mean, like you compare this to a Transformers movie, and it's just like at least. The destruction and mayhem that's going on in this movie, one, is discernible, that you can tell what's happening, mm-hmm. and two, has some weight and relevance to it. It's not just, let's destroy Chicago because it's Chicago and Well, and it's still robots. fun. Yeah. That's the main thing, is this movie is a hell of a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, and I, I there, the number of times that I just realized I was smiling, just like the mm-hmm. movie started doing something, and I was just like... All right, yeah, this is exactly why I love movies because I want this reaction. I want a movie to do something I didn't expect and then be like, that's fucking cool. Well, and there are plenty of scenes in that movie mm-hmm. that exist solely because they look awesome. Yep. They may not serve any purpose of moving the story forward, they may not impart any knowledge or anything. They just look awesome. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is the movie, there will inevitably be people that turn on this movie for whatever reason. But this is the movie when you hear people in like comic book shops going, I don't understand why they can't just make a movie where they do this and this and just because it's cool. And, you know, like people are like, Batman should be able to fight Spider-Man. And so, you know, doesn't matter because it just would be awesome. Mm-hmm. This is that movie. Yeah. Like all arguments are invalid. This, yeah. Like everything you could want to see in a movie like this is in this movie. Yeah. And this movie, it's not trying to be anything more than it is it's not trying to be deep or meaningful or it knows it's a robots fighting monsters movie and Mm -hmm. like right away it gives you that i mean this movie does not waste time at all no absolutely like the cold open of this movie is what 30 minutes long (laughs) yeah there's a a late title card (laughs) latest title card yeah yeah possibly but it's i mean uh do we want to start? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's just get right into it. Let's just say, you know, if you're stopping this after this, just go see this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. If you have any love of Godzilla type stuff, if obviously if you loved Robot Jocks, mm-hmm. go see this movie because there are a lot of parallels to Robot Jocks yeah. in this movie. A lot of direct references. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it is it is everything the Transformers movies wish they had been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, go see it. Absolutely. So here be spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so just the the opening i love that the narration works yeah in that opening it it, because there is a lot of info they have to dump on you and i think they do it in the most efficient way that they can in a way that lets them keep moving and works 
it keeps the stuff keeps on the screen interested. entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed too that having only seen like the first trailer for this movie that the first like five minutes is basically the bulk of that trailer. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's all the information. I was like, oh, they're doing, I thought there was going to be like some sort of build up to, no, you're just thrown right into, this has been going on for mm-hmm. a while and here's what we've been doing about it and here's where we are now. Yeah, the interesting concept of, concepts of this movie are that the, the, uh, why can't I just, I always, kaiju. Kaiju. kaiju, I always have the hardest time in Jaegers, I got that, but kaiju. the kaiju are coming out of the ocean mm-hmm. uh, probably from some parallel universe because yes. there's a rift in the ocean and so they rise out of the ocean, explaining like how we never would have seen Godzilla under the ocean. Mm-hmm. He just appeared. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We got our asses kicked, lost a lot of planes and soldiers trying to fight them. And so we built giant robots. And the twist of it is that these robots can't be piloted by one person because it's too much strain on the human brain to link them up with this. So they have to split the, they have to do the, the drift yeah. between mm-hmm. two people. So like one person controls one half and the other controls the other half. But they can, but they basically connect yes. to each other. So they're both doing the same thing. They, they're just networking their brains yeah. together. Right. Like, you like need a, two human brains yeah. to make the thing work. It's a human dual core processor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But when they're in the, it's, it's neat that when they're in the mechs, they're in, when they're in the Jaegers cockpit, Jaegers, um, cockpit. cockpit of the Jaegers, um, they are both doing the same motions, yeah, yeah. which is, it's, it's kind of neat that they, they're yeah, working they in that unison. Yeah, the yeah. other, the other trippy thing about this is that when they go to the drift, this, this sync thing, mm-hmm. they immediately share all past memories and experiences basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have yeah, to be, so there are no compatible. secrets between yeah. those two people. Yeah, so they make right. a big deal about people have to be drift compatible and our opening heroes are two brothers. Right. So of course they're compatible because they're share most of the memories yeah. have, mm-hmm. have the same background and they're scrappers yeah i mean they, they they come right off the bat they're like yeah we're not the smartest we're, you know we're not good strategists we were just good in a fight mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. we're good at piloting giant robot yeah yeah and fighting yeah yeah so they're kind of like that that last of the realm they're they're kind of the achilles where it's like uh he's just cocky enough to make this work and now they're trying to bring in people that are like born and bred to do this mm-hmm. a little bit not not yeah. quite so like the tubey thing from robot jocks but no well, but there I mean, is but, sort but of a very thing like that. similar to yeah that. yeah there is a vibe of that yeah. going on well and they make it clear that these guys are like super celebrities yeah mm-hmm. like these pilots are as they should be yeah right yeah they should be fucking rock stars they yeah. should be like the mercury seven astronauts they should just be getting exactly. fucking ticker tape parades and just like these guys fucking and punch giant monsters person. with their giant mm-hmm. robots yeah <laughs> Which yeah. I just enjoy that someone in a boardroom somewhere was like, okay, we build robots, right? Okay. Then they punch the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the whole thing about this movie, too. Approved. Is Congress approved. Yeah, that's what yeah. I see Congress. Like, as we see yes. as the movie goes on, they have much more efficient ways of killing these things. Yeah. But. You can't open with that. It doesn't look awesome. No. You know, that's, that's the difference is so much of the stuff in this movie exists because it's like it, it exists outside of a realm of logic and. Like, oh, well, he can't do that because it's, it would be much better if they just did this. You know, you, like, that shit yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, because you know what? They do that shit, shit would cool. be boring yeah. and wouldn't look as cool. But, I mean, here's the thing. If you, the movie right away says, here's the world. Monsters exist, and we built giant-ass robots to fight those monsters. Mm-hmm. You should not have any logic problems after that. If you've bought the premise, no, no. everything yeah. else is, just, yeah, they're going to pose, and they're going to do crazy shit, and all of a sudden a sword is going to jump out, and stuff <laughs> yes. like that's going to happen. So there, there <laughs> yeah. should not be a... If you if you went to this movie, it's like, yeah, monsters versus robots. I will watch this. And then like, oh, come on. This is so dumb. There's something... You're broken. Your logic yeah. circuit is broken. There, <laughs> but man, in those early scenes, they establish a sense of scale so quickly 
oh, yeah. that you just don't get in other things like honestly cloverfield is the last movie that feels like it had that sense of scale because it had that home video footage look mm-hmm. to it that had okay holy shit that thing's as tall as a building yeah mm-hmm. where coming around the corner but they hide the it shots, for most of the movie yeah, yeah. most of the shots you're looking but, up at its crotch or the right. back of this one i mean because... the first time you see a monster is on the golden gate bridge mm-hmm. yeah coming out of the fog and it's suddenly when they like they have cars very clearly like near its fingernail mm-hmm. to show how mm-hmm. freaking large it is yeah the, i mean the, the sense of scale is they they nailed it. I mean, they really did. Yeah, because it's very easy to make, you know, to have these giant things fighting each other just seem like they're fighting on miniature sets. Right. And as we see in the second act, like when they're just in the middle of a city beating the shit out of each other, it looks like giant things in yeah. the middle of a city beating the oh, shit yeah. out of each well, other. Well, when they're walking along the bottom of the ocean and you can just see that, you know, there's not much ocean above their head. It's like, <laughs> right. okay, those things are fucking yeah. huge. If, if they're walking along the yeah. bottom of the ocean and could just reach up and go hands out of the ocean <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> over here, guys, yeah. hands above the water. <laughs> but, um, like, oh, I mean, the, the, references the, out there. <laughs> the, the rest of the, the plot of the story basically is in the, in the pre uh, title sequence. There's a battle where they end up fighting a little bit crazier Jaeger or Gaiju, Gaiju than they thought they were going to. Yeah. And the Jaeger gets ripped in half, and brother is killed. Right, and so while his arm ripped off. While mm-hmm. he's linked up with his with his other brother, yeah. So, and he's like the only person that he was able to pilot his Jaeger to shore by himself, which you're not supposed to be able to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only one that actually uh, that piloted a Jaeger by himself in combat. Right. Yeah. Well, well, second one. Yes, <laughs> the only other one. Yeah, the mm-hmm. other one. But um, so yeah, he drags himself ashore, passes out, and basically, finally, title card. You know, like they he, they got their ass kicked. By I it. do wonder exactly how long that sequence is before getting that title it's card. Like, I mean, it's probably at least 20, minutes. twenty minutes at yeah. least. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's pretty like, long. Because I f- I just thought it was going to be one of those movies that just goes and you don't get any titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of a weird passage of time because you start with this narration where it's like, okay, all this happened. The monsters mm-hmm. came out of the rift. We had to build robots to fight them. Now, cut to. A couple years like, after that, where you know, you know, these brothers are piloting him. Then this happens, and then cut to several more, like five yeah, more years. Basically, the movie that. is taking place seven years after the initial invasion. Right. Yeah. And because what we saw was like two or three years in. Right. So yeah. But yeah. what we learn is that like we build a robot, and then the the kaiju's that come out are a little bit better. So then we have to build a better robot, and then the next wave is even better than that. So everything keeps escalating, Cold War style. And God, I love that they give them basically like hurricane categorizations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a category three. Oh shit, this new one's a category four. Yeah. And they, like, they know there's a category five somewhere, but it's just like, we haven't seen it yet. But yeah. mm-hmm. but that's, that's, that's the way it opens the movie. And then cut to some time later, he's basically retired because you know he couldn't go on whatever just and and the world has decided ah this isn't really working our jaeger program isn't really working so we're going to scrap it the world gets stupid and we're going to build (laughs) giant walls on the coastlines that are going to protect us from these things with big giant gun embankments yeah so he's working with the crew building this wall basically Mm -hmm, like in alaska yeah where they're like half built with this wall meanwhile they're watching on the news that this jaeger's just like yeah, <laughs> yeah knocking it over in Kaiju. Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaiju's like knocking over this wall right like, through. And it. all the workers are like, "What the fuck are we building this yeah. wall for, man? Yeah. Game over!" And then, of course, Idris Elba, the, the <laughs> marshal, yeah, the marshal in charge of all this jockey, <laughs> lands and is like, "Hey, we need you back. Almost everyone's dead, and we don't now care more than we, ever. We don't care if we don't have government funding. We're the resistance now. We're we're still keeping the Jaeger program. Yeah, on. and this is this is where like they just kind of do whatever the fuck they want." the this agency yeah yeah they're just like what we're 
we're doing this and they're, they're all short timers well they all yeah they, they yeah. pull all their resources to hong kong right and it's just like all the existing jaegers and whoever's willing to come along and work on them will just pile them all up in one yeah, people that believe in the program basically have yeah all yeah. assembled here and, and they have the little conference call where it's like you have seven months before we completely cut you off yeah and start decommissioning yeah. they don't go completely stupid and just go no you're done yeah, well, we, we believe in the wall now. Well, the issue is, like they've said, they've lost like almost all of them. Like, like at yeah, one they, point they he says they have left. like six bays that were launching five apiece, yeah. and they're down to like four total. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was just at that location. So the the implication is that there were hundreds of these things, mm-hmm. and they've all like that's that's why they're losing is because they're yeah. down to like four of them. Yeah, left. I believe they have four left because yeah. they can't make them There's fast the enough to stop the kaiju. That big are giant steel Russian one. There's the <laughs> three arm cyclone. Uh, Oh, Asian uh, one. I don't. The Chinese crimson yeah. basketball. Crimson yeah. These things have yeah. fucking cool names. So yeah. I gotta, yeah. I gotta and then pull them up and, and then tell you guys the, the names. The latest, greatest one that's piloted by the hotshot Australian striker guys. Eureka. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a uh, Gypsy Danger. Gypsy Danger. Is, Gypsy is, Danger. Yeah. Same one. Is that, the one that he had piloted right. for yeah, that Raleigh. They, that they uh, Raleigh rebuilt. Beckett is that? Of course. <laughs> by the way, can I just point out that the base they all moved to is called the Shatter Dome. I that is fucking out. awesome. I, I, I wanted to talk about the scene. Why that okay. was called the Shattered Dome. I don't care. It's fucking enter the Shattered Dome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, awesome. But I would love to know why they called it the Shattered Dome. Yeah, the, the, the moment I, I mean, the opening sequence stuff was all good. I mm-hmm. mean, all of, all of the, the CG in this looks good. What's stupid is what, what sold me is the moment they enter the Shattered Dome, they open the doors. And this is the first time a large scale building in a movie has felt like a large scale building in a movie. Mm-hmm. The floor is not basic it's reflective Mm -hmm. and i mean it really looked like you went into the world's largest convention center where it was like holy shit people are at the the right scale and out of focus like they should be that far away yeah it it is it's such a a long tracking shot as he's walking them through yeah it is like it is the most amazing simple c i mean not simple in in terms of doing it but not not the big giant explosion cg i just yeah that was like okay i am in love with the cg in this movie this looks amazing did not look like he walked into a green screen studio right it looked like well it's one of those where i look at it yeah but like whenever i have to wonder how they pulled off an effect you know it's a good effect yeah because i mean they tried to do things like that in avatar like the first time he wakes up there's that long ship thing mm-hmm. but that still looked green screeny mm-hmm. this looked okay they are in a giant yeah, hangar looked bay. like a giant building yeah, yeah. no great great floor reflections all kinds they of also did a really good job with making things look as old as they were like when um beckett is in gypsy danger you see the wear mm-hmm. on the on the cockpit on the interior yeah everything looks like it's been used well you see just is stuff really is cool. patched together and yeah. scorched and just dented i mean these are not super awesome shiny robots i mean these are just like scraps that they've mm-hmm. yeah pieced together it's, well yeah they're working machines yeah you know, they're not, it's like a, a real tank or a real yeah. airplane actually, you know, isn't this perfect shiny, mm-hmm. shiny I, thing. I do like, though, that they all decided they have to have cool helmet faces. Oh, yeah. When, when building these things, I don't, I don't know why. What do you mean? Like the... Well, just, I mean, you know, how each robot has its own, like, little cool face. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. need that. I mean, there's <laughs> just the way they... <laughs> it could just they, be yeah. a blank <laughs> slate or mm. whatever, but someone just was like, nah, give it a them. cool face. Yeah, but I like that the designs on them are all unique. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like he, he, there's no mistaking one for the other. Yeah. And the kaiju are all very different. Yes. In their, I mean, they're all, they all have a similar makeup to them, but they are very different and obviously based on different animals when they bring them out. Yeah, like hammerhead sharks and yeah. mm-hmm. well, There's like one that. that's yeah, like they, a gorilla, practically. Yeah. And, yeah, I like that one. And the one that just decides to sprout wings and is just like, I've oh. got wings. <laughs> I love that one. He was, uh-huh. I think that was my favorite. 
Yeah, so this begins the kind of long second act, you know, set up for more awesome stuff happening past oh. the opening because they're in this, they're, you know, there has to be a, f- a little bit of rivalry, a little bit of the Top Gun thing of like, oh, yes. no, we're the better pilots, you know, we're the better pilots. Unfortunately, like, they kind of show the Russian dudes, or, you know, it's a big giant yeah. guy, like Ivan Drago guy, and then this lady. They never really give them any personality, uh, which was unfortunate because they look just the look of them oh, was so all, awesome. Their look was their personality, yeah. really. And, and every time they were on screen, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, I did like the the touch of the three triplets that control uh, yes. Crimson Typhoon. Mm-hmm. We're all Chinese, and they were always playing basketball, mm-hmm. which basketball mm-hmm. is absolutely huge in China, and most people don't realize that. Yeah. So I think that's like a nice little touch that they at least added in there. Sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and but they don't get much personality either. No, no. but uh, the main goal, and obviously they succeed in it, is making it feel like an international thing. That it's not just like, "Hooray, America, go, go, go!" Oh yeah, there's there's none of that. So many things slip into that, unfortunately. Where it's it's you know even even when you're fighting alien, you know, like Independence Day is nobody gives a shit about any other country but the U.S. Well, even 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 down to like Idris Elba, the Marshal, and also Charlie Hunan. What's his name? Riley? Riker? Raleigh. 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 Um, Raleigh. They, they both have indeterminate accents. I mean, they really do yeah. in real life. So it's, you know, they yeah. just kind of yeah. break into their... Yeah, there is no G-shucks, I'm American, dir- yeah. you know. But I mean, like, even in Independence Day, when, when they're, like, hatching the plan at the end, everyone's just huddled around a radio. It's like, wow, what are the Americans up to? Let, yeah. let, let's do that. You know, it's just like everything, everyone else was just stupid waiting around for, you know, the yeah. Americans to come up with a plan. Yeah. Yeah. But make it very clear. Well, that, and and that, well, that was still kind of in that era of like, yeah. Yeah, I know. America. But but at least this movie establishes right at the beginning, like all the nations of the world came together and was like, yeah, let's build giant robots. I think that's the best plan. Right. Mm-hmm. That's part of the whole backstory, which I, I, I want to live there. Uh, yeah. That world sounds great. <laughs> Even yeah. with the monsters, I would live there. Yeah. Very far inland, but mm-hmm. I'd live yeah, there. oh yeah, Nebraska probably. Yeah, and the girl that eventually becomes Raleigh's co-pilot because mm-hmm. obviously his brother's dead and he has to find someone who's compatible, and it ends up being Mako, who is kind of like uh, Idris Elba, who's, whose name is Stacker Pentecost, by yeah. the way. Yes, but that's Pentecost. Like she appears to be his assistant of some kind, mm-hmm. but she's also very good at you know they have the the training scene and the fight scene that they have like a stick fight where they're scored and she's been in 51 simulated fights and mm-hmm. won all of them yeah. yeah which apparently is amazing to pull off mm-hmm. right i mean she's a good pilot yeah. but she can't be a pilot because she has issues personal tragedy in her yeah. past and that will apparently fuck you up when you decide to pilot which yeah. which intercell was just like i can't put you in there you're gonna really screw up the mission and everyone's like put her in put her in it's like okay and then yeah like immediately like before even anything happens, yeah, when she's doing the dry yeah, run, like brain the first freaks dry out run. and is just like, and she's like, "Well, my memory's going to make me blow up everyone in the hangar now." <laughs> yeah, which man, that flashback, that's that I, is one of like the rendering of those scenes is pretty incredible. It yeah, is. and I mean, I I know that I know the the child actress that they used was uh, technically like one note, just screaming and crying, yeah. but. I've never felt that bad for a kid in a movie in a long, long time. Yeah. Well, she felt genuine, not like, hey, kid, we want you to cry. Yeah. Ah, I'm crying. Yeah, this was yeah. like, okay, kid, we actually killed your parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the now girl, like, her eyes you. are just, like, so red and yeah. demolished. Like, Yeah. I mean, I believe that that kid's parents had died and that that giant monster was, well, for yeah, well, whatever reason, well, chasing her, her I mean, down the street. <laughs> he's worked with kids before, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's like Devil's Backbone is basically kids carrying that movie. Right. Yeah. You know, so he well, Pan's uh, Labyrinth too. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously understands how to work with child actors. 
but yeah, that, that girl, that girl, even though she basically has no dialogue, no. she's terrific. Just screaming and crying. And then when Idris Elba's mech shows up, or Jaeger, it's going to be, it's it, hard to get robot. used to that. It's robot. Shows up to save the day. It's, I love that shot. It's just like, oh, sun's behind him. Yeah, he steers off the helmet like, ha ha. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yes, sir. You're a god. He was. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all this, they basically, that serves to ground them. Right. And I guess we should mention, which we didn't even, haven't even talked about yet, is uh, Charlie Day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, doing the best Rick and Burn Moranis. Gorman. Yeah. yeah, Charlie Day's doing Rick Morris, and Burn Gorman is doing a Jeffrey Combs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like the two scientists who are, you know, one's like a mathematician, and and Charlie Day's guy is more like a uh, biologist. Just, yeah, yeah, I guess a biologist, but he's he's more concerned about understanding why the kaiju are coming. Yeah. Whereas, plus he's got sleeve tattoos of all the different. Yeah, kaiju he's like a, like he keeps keep the burn gorman's character uh dr Guy- gottlieb mm-hmm. keeps calling him a fanboy yeah you know a kaiju fanboy which- well and i like that they established too that the world sort of got complacent and and did start of start like personifying these these monsters and making them into you know pop culture type things and even like cults popped up around yeah. around them which is yeah so like there's these sort of serious nonsensical things where like people are worshiping them and stuff like that but then there's also just like goofy game shows and and, and japanese television yeah. shows where people are like oh no it's a guy you know it's just how they deal with godzilla and stuff yeah like it's like a coping <laughs> coping mechanism yeah. that society has developed but charlie day is i mean he's basically playing every character he's ever played that's charlie but, day i mean that's why you yeah that's God, why you cast i, I him. love that they don't try to rein him in on it nope. like, like there's a point where gottlieb's giving his explanation of okay like the time is ticking down each one is coming through the portal mm-hmm. at a certain degree faster than the last one. He's like, I can calculate to a few few hours where when the next one's going to show up, and then after that, and after that. And he's like, and eventually, there's not going to be any gap between them, and we're fucked. Yep. You know, and the whole time he's saying this, Charlie Day's just in the background going blah 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 <laughs> blah. Right. You know, doing the whole like moving the hand like a flapping lip thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Rolling his eyes yeah. at him while he's ripping pieces of a kaiju out of whatever yeah. carcass they've brought in. He's just throwing entrails all over the place trying to find stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but they they just let him go loose, and which is great. Yeah, it works so well. Yeah, because his scenes would not his scenes would have been pretty dull because he's mm-hmm. a he's a more significant part of the movie than I was expecting. But he's pretty much the key to it yeah. which in a weird way is kind of cool but then also it's very like okay that's how you're just getting away with doing the story because magic vulcan mind meld thing going mm-hmm. on here where the, he, he basically decides that he wants to to drift drift with the brain they've got a piece of the brain of of one of the kaiju and mm-hmm. part of its secondary brain yeah because they have to because they're dinosaurs the, the movie establishes that they're dinosaurs they've been here before yeah, uh, I forgot about that. The part. planet wasn't right, right climate-wise. Yeah, and well, that's so, what he finds out once he yeah, and and basically it's like we've been fucking up the planet for them, and they're like, okay, now it's time, and they come back through again, and that's why they're here now. Which mm-hmm. I think is that's a pretty cool explanation. I'm okay with that. Yeah. We've it's, been terraforming for yeah. Them. It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. And I mean, so, it wasn't as heavy-handed a message as Hellboy Two was. I mean, it was <laughs> it was just sort of a like. Hey, you're fucking up the planet and now monsters. Yeah, it's weird to think Hellboy was the last movie Del Toro did. That's five years ago already. Yeah, or Hellboy Two, I should yeah. say. But yeah, like he's basically done. <laughs> he hasn't done much. Nothing else really. Produced no. things. That, yeah. yeah, he's been producing, but he just has not directed his own movie. I guess he's just been so much work getting this one made. He presents. Well, yeah, I think well. he went on a long thing where he was going to do The Hobbit. I think he did a lot of pre-production. Yeah, stuff that's true. And then it was like 
He nah. was going to do Halo also, wasn't yeah. he? I don't know. Or was that Peter Jack? I don't know. Well, no, uh, I thought Neil Blomkamp, Neil Blomkamp was going to do Halo. Okay. Yeah. It, that went through a whole bunch of people. But. Yeah. But yeah, but he hasn't done anything since that movie, which is weird to think about, too. Well, you did this, and that, I'm, I'm happy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's exactly. back. And yeah, I, I knew who Charlie Day was going to meet up with when they went to find Hannibal Chow. I didn't know that. I was so I excited. Didn't, I didn't, because I know... I. Hadn't, I had not been looking at cast lists. I had mm-hmm. not seen any trailers. I'd seen a couple commercials mm-hmm. because I wanted to see the trailer on a big screen, mm-hmm. which I'm thankful I didn't because I missed. I was completely taken off guard by something later on in the movie yeah. that other people knew about being in there. But when he meets up with Hannibal Chow and the guy's standing there with his back to the screen, I'm like, that's got to be fucking Ron Perlman. It's got to be. And of course, he turns around and it's Ron fucking Perlman. I didn't have any was, idea from from the back. He looked like Malcolm McDowell with a weird haircut, like he usually has mm-hmm. in half his movies. And I was like, "Oh, Malcolm McDowell's going to be in this." No. Or Terrence Stamp. Or it's a Del Toro movie. It's got to have. <laughs> I, I, yeah. In well, it. I wasn't even thinking, and I was like, "Oh yes, this makes sense." So, yeah, the theater was sort of stoked by that reveal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then he just he lives up to everything that they have for that character. He's a weird black market. He just deals well, in. But he's just great against Charlie Day. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like like playing those two characters together, those two actors works really well. Well, they do the Independence Day reveal of Charlie Day's like he he drifts with the brain, and that of course kills the brain. He's like, I gotta go back in. I gotta get a live one. And there's like, you can't. There's no such thing. And then the dude's like, Well, yeah, maybe there is. And then that reveals the whole secret thing of this, you know, the society that harvests all these. Well, and I think that's part of the reveal there is that's how they're getting some of their money to keep going is they've got some sort of deal with it oh yeah where they tip them off that like hey we're gonna kill this and yeah. you get first rights to come in and harvest because mm-hmm. they are crap. right on the scene yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i think that hannibal chow is basically paying the yeah you know, he's funding the shadow dome people to yeah. keep you know because people are buying the parts for dumbass things it's you mm-hmm. know boner powder and stuff <laughs> God, i just like i love the scene where charlie day like he's like why do you need a brain and charlie day's like I, I, technically, I can't tell you. <laughs> I'd like to. Tell well, you. I'd like to tell you. <laughs> it's really it's cool. Really cool. So I'm probably going to really tell cool. you. He goes, All right, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like uh, another actor just wouldn't have played that as perfectly as he does. Yeah, yeah, but I, I surprisingly bought him as both a smart guy and a guy who would probably be Charlie Day in terms of attitude mm-hmm. of like really super smart, but just be like dismissive and, and, and of, of most things and also super stoked about whatever he's excited about. So yeah. for me, I thought it worked in terms of casting. So, yeah. yeah, but him meeting up with that coincides with what I think is the best scene of the movie. Oh yeah. Is that battle they end up having when they, they get the notice that, Hey, there's two of them coming mm-hmm. and they're heading towards, is it Hong Kong that they're oh, going yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they know that they're right there, mm-hmm. and they have three working mechs. Four, but well, four, but the pilots have gone yeah, crazy. Yeah. The fourth one is is Beckett and Mako, who just are right. grounded at this point, and they don't want to use the Australian one because they've got the plan where it's like we need to drop a nuke. Yeah, the plan is we're going to go down into the rift and dropping nuke right. into it, and thus seal the rift or blow them up on the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and they're the ones that are going to do it. So right. you stay back and it's like don't fuck up your mech. Because yeah. yeah, we need, we need that mech. Yeah. yeah. You're the best-ass mech we have. So. Yes. Yeah. You hang back. So they end up... I mean, this is just an extended scene mm-hmm. of just everything that we wanted to see in this movie. You got Crimson Typhoon with, like, spinning blade hands, slicing yeah. at Three one arms. of the kaiju. Man, that was amazing. And got the extra arm swinging around. And 
Yeah, because the kaiju grabs both of its arms, and then all of a sudden this other arm just comes whipping out. And, well, the yeah. very first shot is like, I mean, they're like standing off, and it's almost like a face-off and while they're, you know, waist-deep in the ocean. Yeah. And he's like, they're, he's like standing down about to fight the the, the, the kaiju, and then another one comes up and it just tackles yeah, them, yeah, like mm-hmm. velociraptors them from the side. Yeah, clever girl. Yeah, yeah. but, the, but the, the Russian one is just like a big wrestler. Like yeah. He's doing like the people's elbow on the thing and just... Yeah, it's a giant. It's a, just a giant tank. It's yeah, slow, it's, but it's, it's strong. Nikolai Volkov. It's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. no it's, neck, just big flat. Yeah, head. And the one they're fighting like <laughs> starts spitting acid at them. Like like they're realizing that these things are adapting to their yeah. strategies each time. And and this is it's like at this point where the movie like really started making me smile every time like someone busted out some new like but on both sides when like the kaiju started busting out a new new weapon yeah or or one of the mechs just started doing some crazy shit because it was like and now acid and it's like oh shit acid well that's something just you know all of a sudden uh emp pulse you know it's like whoa or all of a sudden crimson typhoon when the thing has its arms just jumps over and its head turns around (laughs) and its legs turn around and Uh then it starts beating up on on the kaiju from behind Mm -hmm. it literally flipped him over its head i mean that stuff like that was awesome well Crimson Typhoon flipped itself yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, no, it it, just, it, well, yeah. I mean, it flipped it over yeah. and then did the, you know, yeah. you yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. Just fucking awesome. Like, but I mean, like, little things. I mean, this, this is kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, you know, people that would hang out in comic book and gaming shops can't complain because I mean, they do things like they rear back for a punch and then they're like, let's make it a rocket punch. <laughs> yes. oh. and like, doot, doot, doot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yes. and, I mean, it, I it, lost my elbow, shit. I believe yeah. it's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's slow and deliberate and it's just like, you know, fire the rocket. I mean, it's like, it's, just looks well, like wasn't a that giant goddamn fist that is flying yeah. towards the monster. Yeah. That was when, um, but that was when uh, Gypsy Danger. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. this is all during that sequence. Right. I, mean, I didn't know we were yeah. covering every yeah, little no. step. No, because yeah, shit goes wrong, and of course, like the the, the Chinese robot and the, the Russian robot are just wiped out, and then you know they're like, "Go get you got to go get in your mech and deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it." Well, because the the EMP just wipes everything out yeah and yep. they're they're dead in the water and they're like well ours is analog mm-hmm. sure it is because the um the australian guys were like fuck it we can't watch them die and they run out there and are about to fight and then it's like well, emp they, pulse and they're just well, they there. shoot it with flare guns <laughs> yeah they shoot it in the eyes with flare guns <laughs> they're like we're about to do something really stupid well he's basically saying like yeah. might as well do something better yeah. than dying yeah. in here but yeah. i i like that it just it killed that mech and then the kaiju was just like staring at it, just like it was up in its face. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I What's guess you're not going to do anything. And then you know they came out of the hatch, and the thing just the, the kaiju always scream, which is just, they're just always angry, just brah. Oh, yeah. oh they're warriors. <laughs> they're, I know. Rah, battle. Thing. I just I just Show enjoy that. It was like face. shooting flares at it. It's like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Yeah, so Gypsy Danger has to come out and save everybody. And that just leads to so much awesomeness. I mean, so much great robot. I was not prepared for how much awesome was in all of those scenes. No, because it felt like an end. It was like, okay, here's here's the finale of this movie. I just the the biggest one for me was seeing him walk up the street carrying a fucking freighter and using it as a bat. Well, I think before that, holy god! Right before, have I never seen this before? Well, they grab like he grabs two handfuls of you know uh, containers, container cars, yeah, and just starts using them as a weapon. And I was like, okay, that's good. Never seen that before. And then yeah, the next the next scene, and they didn't telegraph that at all. I loved it. It's just here he is walking out. What's that? Oh my god. God, that's a ship. <laughs> yes. Holy fucking shit. Yep. Yes. 
Yeah. Hit him with Apparently it. That Hit him was... with it. Hit him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that was in one of the trailers. Oh, and I'm so I'm glad pissed I missed that. Yeah, they put I, that in a trailer. I'm glad I didn't see it. Because that's something I don't want to know about until it shows up on a damn giant screen. Exactly. Yeah. But this is what we were talking about. I mean, he fight, they fight in the streets, they do all kinds of cool things in the streets, and then eventually like he's kind of got this kaiju almost beat, and the kaiju's like, guess what? I got wings, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yep. And we're flying to space. Yes. Because yep. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So why not? And yeah. they fl- he flies up to space, and they're like, shit, what do we do? No oxygen. And then this is when I lost my shit, because... <laughs> She's like, well, you know, all of our weapons are not functioning. She's, and she's like, we got one. <laughs> Pushes the sword button. Sword, yeah. And I was like, this just, for be- sword. this just became Voltron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. And it literally becomes the, the uh, is it Ivy from Dead or Alive? I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like the chain sword. It right. comes yeah. out. But it snaps together. Yeah, and it, snaps together. together. And it comes out and all, like, all these pieces. And we're like, that's a sword. And then it goes, ding, 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 ding. okay, one giant sword. Mm-hmm. And they they slice it in space and then begin falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which these robots don't fly. Nope. nope. So they're like, what do we do? Yeah. And so, so they fire their chest reactor when they're just <laughs> before the ground to slow their descent and then land in the middle of a stadium. Which was, <laughs> and then like go through the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like, we're okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they cheers. made a giant crater when yeah. they landed yeah. at the stadium. And then like Q theme and everyone's just like, hooray. And it's like, well, that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, no, there's still a plot happening yeah. here. They have yeah. to, yeah, because. I guess we yeah. got to finish it off. And that would be my only complaint about this movie, because I have very few complaints, but that the third act can't possibly top that. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, I mean, there is some cool stuff in that third act, but the oh, second yeah, act feels like a grand finale. Yeah, you know? the, it is. Like, the third act does not have the weight that the second half. There's something in the third act doesn't have the weight the, the just adrenaline rush that the second half did. I think because there's a predictability to sure. what happens yeah. in that third act. Because it kind of... No, there's still some fucking awesome... Oh, things yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some amazing things. And like, but it, the probably coolest thing in the movie is in that third part. But, I mean, aside from a goddamn Jaeger carrying a battleship <laughs> and hitting a fucking monster in the face with it. Yeah. But I, I just... I, like, I, I think it's easy to see where everything's going once that stuff happens. Well, the, the, the final events do just sort of basically mirror independence day, which is, you know, grand sacrifice, allowing the other things to fly into the heart of the thing and do their blow everything up, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, cause we got to go back to the plan of like, okay, we now have two of these mechs. Yeah. We're still going down into the thing to drop a bomb into it. Right. Mm-hmm. But the Charlie Dave side plot b- became, you know, we know what's going on, and that rift is protected. It's like DNA coded as a pass through. Yeah, the reason that none of our weapons have ever been effective is because it's only activated by them going through right. it. It recognizes their DNA. So basically, they're like, you know, you've got to ride one. You got to ride one <laughs> through the through the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think one thing that makes us the end a little less awesome than the prior second act scene mm-hmm. is because it's underwater i mean it inevitably makes it a little bit slower yeah you know i mean yeah. they're, they're and there's not much to destroy along right. the way no because right. there's something cathartic about things smashing through things and pieces flying off everywhere well, they and did that such sort a good of good job with all of that too well yeah. and i think too like it's beautiful they have this sort of build up to like oh shit here comes a category five. Oh dear god and it's like, eh, it didn't seem that much. It didn't seem threatening. that much bigger or awesomer. It just, it just. Here's another, and because it's underwater, it's like here's sort of a, a gray thing mm-hmm. with some kind of light on it. But it really just kind of looked like everything else, and you never really got the sense of scale on that thing. Yeah. There was never a moment of just like, 
holy God, how do we beat that? Well, and that's why the perspective stuff early on matters so much. Yeah. Where you see a car right next to the the claw of one of these things, and it's just like the size of the tip of the claw. Right. You know, like that immediately gives you a point of reference. When you're underwater in giant canyons, yeah. you have no point of reference, yeah. really. They, they just never sized them up. It, yeah. it, the movie tells you, oh, God, it's a Category 5. It's a badass. But you, the movie never shows you. Yeah, and there's three mm-hmm. out at one time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two yeah. Category 4 is any 5. Right. So, I mean, and they're I all swimming that around. And the best ones, they're like, it's the fastest one. It's coming right at you. And he's just like, fuck it. Slices it in half with a sword. Does like, anime pose. Yeah. Like, literally mm-hmm. does anime pose. Mm-hmm. And just, like, ground <laughs> to the bottom of the floor, stick up sword, and yes. just mm-hmm. let it run through it and... Yeah, that mm-hmm. was awesome. I knew that had to happen at some point in the time. I was like, there has to be something where they just badass dispatch one of these things in like 10 seconds. Yeah. That that's that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Has to, you have to build it up and then just be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they did. Yeah. But they to did. me, the coolest thing that's in that whole sequence mm-hmm. is when they finally detonate the bomb that they were going to detonate in the hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it actually creates a vacuum underwater. Like it pushes all the water away. So yeah. the mech is standing on dry land right and for a second and you don't fish realize start that you're falling. Like, yeah, yeah wait, like, like at first i didn't oh. realize what was happening and right. then i saw the fish flopping around i was like oh, that's oh shit and then all of a sudden <laughs> the wave comes back yeah. in that was just like well it probably vaporized the water i mean it probably literally yeah, just yeah. Created yeah. Like it would create like yeah. a big bubble yeah. of and then of displacement water. Yeah. yeah brought it back in yeah and and that's the thing too is that there's there's so much i don't want to say this clearly i'm not saying this movie's scientifically accurate but nope. there's a lot of touches to it like that that they don't really hit you over the head with they just sort of happen and it i mean just like stuff like the movement of the the robots and stuff like that and the the teamwork and what people are doing to make them run and everything like that there's there's a lot of thought gone into the very minor details of everything in this movie and that's something that most like i I have a feeling if this movie was directed by someone else these things would just be piloted by moving like a joystick or something Mm -hmm. there just wouldn't be that thought behind everything that's the difference between someone like del toro and michael bay yeah michael bay's was like I mean, there, there are some clever elements to the Transformers movies. I mean, in the way they're designed. They're just, for the most part, you know, until they talk or whatever, a lot of them you can't tell one from the other, especially in action scenes because yeah. they don't hold the camera still. Right. I'm just saying, like, well, yeah, and Del Toro just, goes the extra mile to give they're everything. They're over-designed. Yeah, like, they're like, over-designed. Like the, the Transformers characters are all way over-designed for what they need to be. Yeah. You know, as whereas these are, they have cool touches. Mm-hmm. But they're all functional touches. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like this part opens up because there are missiles behind it. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like it's that sort of stuff yeah. that it, it it has an internal logic that it mm-hmm. adheres to. And mm-hmm. it's incredibly detailed about that internal logic. Yeah. Even yep. if that logic makes no sense in real life, it, it makes sense in there because it's awesome. Sure. Yep. But I don't know. While, while we're spoiling it, I mean, Idris Elba and the Australian son are the ones that end up having to pilot the thing because dad got hurt yeah. during the, when the mech was shut down part. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're kind of like, all right, we're not going anywhere. Your, your mech is, is nuclear. So we'll detonate our nuke yeah. to mm-hmm. get rid of these to so, let you get through. So they, but they basically Randy Quaid themselves. Yeah. So they do the heroic <laughs> sacrifice, allow gypsy danger to jump into the, you know, well, he grabs the category five and rides it into the rift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, blows it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Happy ending. Right. And they float back through. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it was kind of cool. What they bothers kinda, me they kind of floated all the way to the other side so that they're actually literally by the, the Kaiju manufacturing yeah. plant or whatever. And they're just kind of like, 
their it looked like their scale of people weren't yeah. any bigger than us. Like yeah. they were manufacturing these giant monster things well, too. That's mm-hmm. the thing that you get through those little glimpses that that Charlie Day's character has is that basically the other side. It, the the tech is different. Obviously, their tech is more biological than ours, but they're basically doing the same thing. They're just manufacturing these things. They're cloning them, basically. Yeah. Um, it's like so it's just a bunch of little zerg. Yeah, it's just a bunch of little dudes on their end fighting a bunch of little dudes on our end. Mm-hmm. We're just building giant With giant things, things yeah. to fight yeah. dudes. Yeah, because what the but they're they look like their things. Like they were probably cloning themselves and making them bigger yeah. or something. Because yeah. I mean, they look like tiny versions of the giant kaiju. Yeah. yeah, and and somebody mentioned that one of the kaiju was pregnant. One yes. of the ones that ended up in Hong Kong because it ate Ron it Perlman. Ate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which, but like, everyone saw that one coming. Too. Sure, asking yeah. why the, why that thing was pregnant, obviously, so it could. I, I imagine so it could propagate, even though they're like cloned. They're more, yeah. they're less cloned and more biologically engineered. It seemed to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, I think that was the plan was to birth. I had half a second of something. like, why would this clone thing be pregnant? But then I was like, it just launched this. It's so that fetus monster thing. It's so it, you can have a little bit of action. Yeah, there. I was Sorry. I was perfectly okay with that. I was like, I don't even I don't even need to think about this. I, I will I will admit a little part of me was like, oh god, this just became Emmerich's Godzilla. Like we don't need baby yeah, Godzilla. Like, now like, there's gonna be little baby no, things running it's, around. It's over in two minutes. Yeah, it's like yeah, and smartly over yeah. too the way. <laughs> but it also gave them a way to interface with a live brain, right? Mm-hmm. Or a fresh yeah. brain. Yeah. It was a necessary scene better, that they were yeah. like, how can we really make this just crazy? Mm-hmm. Well, let's just—is it awesome? <laughs> yes, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, let's just do that. But I, I, I like that there's heroic self-sacrifice on the part of mm-hmm. Idris Elba and Australian guy. But <laughs> yeah, who's, let's look like, that guy's name up. Whatever. That guy was a douche throughout yeah. the movie. So yeah, whatever. Iceman. I, I did appreciate that they let Beckett beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Like that guy just could not even stand up to him in the least. Yeah, he just gets his ass absolutely handed to him by yeah. Beckett. Yeah, that was a good touch. Yeah. Because most of the time in the movie, it's like, oh, well, we gotta not, we gotta keep knocking him down. You mm-hmm. know, you gotta make him feel not so powerful, so he comes back. And it's like, no, 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 we know that this guy is a complete badass. Yeah, he's good in a fight. It's yeah. like, you shut your fucking mouth, <laughs> yeah. or I will shut it for you. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna keep talking. I will beat you down. <laughs> yeah. So that just makes you love him even more. Yeah. And and even though we never get the you can be my wingman scene, because they they're clearly building up to it once they save everybody in Hong Kong. Well, they have the, and they just kind of get yeah. like the, the dad's like he's not going to say it but yeah he means it he gives him a little yeah. wink yeah he, gave him a little he gives nod. him just yeah. a little yeah he's yeah. yeah. like you're all right it was okay. i was hoping for that scene though i like yeah. i want that scene but but yeah the end you can I, be my drift partner i <laughs> you can drift into me anytime you with your mind. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> i just wish that i i wish beckett hadn't survived personally because he needed to be the sacrifice because yeah. he was the troubled yeah, like like that's how you complete that whole journey. You don't, yeah, you don't get out of it to. clean until you make Pacific Rim two. And then I know, you're like goddamn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like everyone wants it. Like everyone's like, oh man, I was so attached to Beckett throughout this movie. No, and that's, I, you know, and that's kind of the issue is like Idris Elba to me is almost feels like the emotional core of that movie. Absolutely. He's the guy you latch onto. You don't latch onto any of the pilots. No, I mean Mako more than you do. Yeah, because Beckett, they are both given an emotional. I mean, yeah, dude Beckett has has one, but it feels like he's over it quickly. Well, because so much time immediately goes by, it's like he, the, yeah. he's not still grieving. Yeah, there's a conflict for him, but it's already resolved yeah. by the time he's picked a partner. But I think I think here's why he doesn't make that sacrifice at the end, because, and I don't mean to diminish the family bond or anything, but because it was a sibling instead of like a chosen partner kind of thing, that's how he can 
go on now like if they make a sequel to this and and she dies then yeah that's the sacrifice he makes at the end because that's the logical way that story goes but your your brother dying in a movie you don't die at the end of the movie you go on yeah that's yeah i i, I don't know i i just think it carries more weight eh. if he doesn't get out that easily because honestly he kind of well, he, he get gets out. out pretty easy he, he does uh, yeah he pretty much does I don't know. I was fine with it. It wasn't fucking easy, but... I mean, no, but I mean, you know, he, he he's all right. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but And I'm glad, too, that they didn't really overemphasize a, a love story between the, the two of them. Well, he said he, he didn't want that. Yeah. He, he was like, I, my timing is terrible. It and, way. Yeah. It's so. like he started trying to have a conversation about it right when they were suiting up. To- no, I'm talking about Del Toro. Oh, okay. Okay. Like Del Toro didn't want that. Good. In the movie. I'm fine with that. I hate mm-hmm. when movies just shoehorn that in there for no reason. Because it, it completely yeah. unnecessary. I mean, yeah. they had a. It was obvious they had a bond, mm-hmm. and that's what was. That's what mattered was yeah. the fact that they, you know, yeah. could bond together somehow. And and really, they will not work as a couple as we were talking about after the movie because they've been in each other's brain. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, hey, you remember that time? Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing to talk about. Mm. I know everything you know. Stop telling me that, that story. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. God damn it. Yes, you are. I saw you doing it. I already know you're not going to take out the trash, so I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that, it could work. No, that relationship's doomed. No. But, uh, but there, if I if I have one minor complaint... <gasps> no, because, not allowed. Well, I mean, it could have been a more major complaint. It's the fact that this movie has Clifton Collins Jr. in it. I was going to say, as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, I didn't no, know he was, was in pissed. it either. I, I, didn't know. Know. No, I, didn't know. I didn't know he was in it, but he didn't ruin it until he had to do the one part of a movie that he and Nikki Cat are there for, which is narrate for parents. <laughs> He's giving her his oxygen. Yeah. We fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. We've seen movies. Yeah. 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 That was like I was like really in this movie that's been smart about everything. That was sort of dumb. All of a sudden, the the parent noti- narration yeah. of he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we all his know. oxygen level just went down yeah. and hers went up. Mm-hmm. I saw the meter. Uh-huh. I know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Harlow I, internet hates Pacific Rim. Yeah, no, I still hate that guy. He doesn't. Yeah, like, man. As soon as he showed up, I was like, oh no, I wanted to just. <laughs> reach over and yeah, patch and on the he back. was looking extra punchable too mm. he, well, he's yeah, got the he little had, bow tie going and like the sideburns dumb Elvis oh. face <laughs> yeah I, but, you know I did think it was kind of a I liked what they did with his his costuming between him working at the wherever it was the, yeah, the, the actual military installation the actual military installation and then going back at the fucking Shatterdome where there aren't, aren't any fucking rules <laughs> right yeah they're all short timers man yeah and he's just like whatever suspenders bow tie yep. Elvis haircut fuck it I'm going crazy <laughs> I'm a rock star because yeah. I'm gonna die tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah so that's Pacific Rim I, I think it's safe to say that we all love the hell I out of it I think it's a hell of a lot of fun yeah and I think it it's unafraid to be light and fun which so many movies nowadays like like in kind of the dark knight era it's the only way i can really put it is it's like things have to have to give everything weight and gravity and everything has to be the most important and it has to be grim and dark and it's like the events in this movie are grim and dark but i think there's still a sense of fun in the characters and what they're doing yeah well there's there's a proper balance in that the there, there is weight behind the amount of destruction going on. The, the destruction in the movie isn't a, an amusement park ride like Man of Steel was. It's, it's like Cloverfield in that, oh, this is horribly tragic. Mm-hmm. Th- this is terrible what's yeah. happening. 
and I hope the giant robot carrying the battleship will be able to save them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that kind of thing. Because, I mean, like, down to the part where the mech was walking down the street at one point and stepped over a walkway yes. instead of just fucking destroying it, which any other movie, it just would have, like, crushed right through it. Mm-hmm. Thank you but for reminding me of that, because that was... It's it made a that point. Was such a they nice made a touch. point to step over this. Now they've obliterated the city, but still, it's like should I? But he never st- did it, like because like that was the easiest path of least resistance. It was always like yeah. monster just threw me through an office building. Right? Yeah, it right. wasn't just like I'm going to now fly through this building because that's the quickest way to get to that monster. Yeah. No, the monster did that because it's a monster. Mm-hmm. So I I think it it managed to do both, and and I appreciate when a movie can do grand scale destruction and not make it fun because it, a lot of times it shouldn't be it needs to have a weight behind it mm-hmm. so yeah but harlow do we, should we talk about our favorite part of the movie yes um in, in talking about man of steel um yeah that was the last movie i saw in the theater and, and practically vowed that i wasn't going to go to theaters at, at normal times ever again yeah because i mean that was a midnight showing and it was awful and that's always been my sacred time to go to a movie in a, you would think in a theater full of people that really want to see a movie. It used to be just movie people went yes, to midnight. Exactly. And now like I can't wait. Regular assholes. Yeah, go. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I know it's a super hipster thing, but yeah. I don't know. There's no other way to say it. If if you if you are there at a movie, especially at a midnight movie, and you really don't care about being being at the movie, like being on your phone texting or whatever is more important. Fuck you. Just like so, I yeah. I, I basically almost made a, a, a vow to not go to the theater, and then we made these plans, and all of a sudden it dawned on me. I was like, oh god damn it, this is. Opening night. Yeah, we're at, like at the 8.30 show opening on a night. Friday, yeah. Friday. I was just like, oh, no. Oh, what, have, what have I done? I was so excited to see Pacific Rim. I didn't even think about this. Mm-hmm. And then going, I mean, the movie theater experience was fine, but made even slightly better. <laughs> because while while we were watching the movie, there was a, a, someone had brought their little kid. I mean, six, seven years old. He wasn't very old. Mm-hmm. Sitting in the row in front of us. He made a little bit of noise here and there. Nothing like he wasn't being disturbing, really. You know, mm-hmm. he was no. Being no, not a kid occasionally. But what made it all worth it is during a couple of the cool t- points in the second act, especially like there was one point where they do a really cool thing. And uh, I think the biggest one was when the um, when the Jaeger falls from the sky and lands in the middle of the stadium and every and like the hush comes over the movie because you're supposed to kind of like go, fuck, yeah, here's a moment. And we're not sure what happened. Mm-hmm. That little kid goes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We literally heard that kid's mind being blown yes. yeah. right in front of us. It was, yeah. it was glorious and it made it all, it made it all worth it. Yeah. You're like, man, kid, I'm sorry, but it's all downhill from here. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I kind of want to, if there was some way to not stalkery stack, uh, track that kid's progress through uh, life <laughs> just to see what awesome things are in store for him. I would just, you know, like that in 10 years, he's going to be on the, the internet. Someone's going to be shitting on Pacific Rim. And he's going to be like, you shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's, what's the, series that they made with the seven every seven years of seven, seven up. up seven yeah. up yeah like make, make that with that yeah. kid yeah just really check back at check 14. in hey kid see how he's doing <laughs> you still think that's the greatest thing that's ever yeah. happened you'll discover girls but until yeah. then this is really great and then once mm-hmm. they, you get tired of their shit you'll really have this movie still yeah. to fall back on but it's just that's why we love movies is like having yes. that sort of experience and knowing that someone else who's freaking 20 30 years younger than us is mm-hmm. having that same experience going holy crap yep this is awesome. Yep. It totally worked on that level. Yeah. I mean, just I, hope. I mean, it was exactly like, I was like, wow, I suddenly just became, I was watching Return of the Jedi when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, all right. I, there you go. Transport. Like I was saying, I can imagine that dad is going to have to watch that movie so many times with that kid. He's going to love it. In the too. next yeah. 10 years. He's going to get toys all over the house. And yeah. Yeah. I've it's already got great. I've got the toys on my wish list. There are three Pacific Rim figures out right now. Nice. Are they expensive? About 20 bucks a piece. 
that's they're actually they're that's not less than, than I thought inch. they were going to be. Like, they're they're not tiny ones. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna put them on. My <laughs> yeah. I, I should have bought them right after we came out of the theater because now the I Gypsy should. Danger one is sold out from oh, Amazon. No. So the oh, other no. ones are twenty bucks yeah. still. And, and real quick too, someone brought up in the chat about the soundtrack. I've already bought the soundtrack, <laughs> which is amazing. Although it's not good for driving because I, in my head, turned my car into a giant robot and wanted to just nice. rocket punch traffic on my way over mm-hmm. here. So I mean, yeah. it's really good driving music. <laughs> yeah. So yes, we're all seven, and yep, we love this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. It really was. We'll be back normal time. Uh, Next week with a normal episode. Yeah. Or Friday. Yeah. <laughs> this when? will probably go up on Monday. Okay, cool. Yeah. See this movie. Yes. We just hope it does well enough to make them their money back and consider a sequel. Or something in the same or, universe. I, wouldn't yeah. even, I don't even need a but direct sequel. This movie succeeding means that stuff that isn't just a flat out sequel gets made. Yeah. Stuff that's with, not tied. With a freaking budget. Yeah. Just, it, it's an original idea for the most part thrown out there in the summer. You just don't get that anymore. All right. All right. Well, we will catch you guys on Friday. On Friday. Yep. You know where to get us. Yep. Let's go see Pacific Rim again. Okay. Yay! Okay. Maybe in 3D this time. Maybe. Uh, okay. Heard it's all right. Yeah, all right. Cool. All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye.